Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Hey, I've got something I'm so excited to share with you that this week I just had to bust through the gate and share it before we even begin. After many requests to create a community around this podcast, I am dreaming up a way for us to come to our senses together. You, my beloved listener, are my esteemed guest here. And I want to hear anything and everything about how I can fold you into a deeper experience of what you hear here on the podcast. There is a link below this episode to schoolofsensualliving.com slash community, where you can scribble your feather quill all over the page and share all your dreams, desires, and ideas. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. And now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Come to Your Senses podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through a lifestyle of embodiment. You'll hear gems to empower you around mindset, mindfulness, somatic psychology, and neuroscience, as well as beauty, food, style, and the art of slow living to meet your soul through the senses. I am so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Come to Your Senses. I am so happy to be here with you today. As you heard in the intro to this episode, we recently published a survey about creating a come to your senses community, a membership style experience for our devoted listeners to have a way to come to their senses together and to take your experience here on the podcast to a deeper level. And I am so overflowing with joy. We've had about 25 responses so far, and the information that you have given is so precious to me and so useful, and I am so incredibly grateful to hear your ideas and also to hear how this podcast impacts you. It means so, so much to me. So if you have not yet filled out the survey, I would be so delighted to hear your voice in the creation of this beautiful new community. And so once again, you can head to schoolofsensualliving.com 
slash community. As you know, one of our key pillars here on the podcast is trusting the body in not just your physical body and its cravings and messages and desires, which can sometimes be a little confusing, but also trusting your emotional body, your mental body, your spirit body, so that there can be a clearer line of communication between you and, as Mary Oliver might say, the voice that is your own. And something I hear from my clients a lot is, well, how do I know if it's my fear or my intuition? Or how do I know if I really want that brownie or if I'm just in a cycle of addiction? How do I know if I really want to drink a green juice or if I'm just being influenced by diet culture? How do I know if that green shoot I just saw peeking out of the sidewalk was a sign or if I'm just imagining it? And so you can hear a lot of indecision, a lot of confusion, and a lot of voices going on inside. And if you can relate to this, Today's episode is going to give you a little bit more literacy and a little bit more dexterity around establishing a trustworthy relationship with you and your body. Now, notice I didn't say 100% accurate relationship or works out the way that you want it to every time relationship, but just like any other relationship in your life where trust is based on a sense of safety and of unconditional acceptance and of truly trying to understand the other person or creature as they are rather than as we want them to be. And so we're going to jump right in today to our gems. And the first gem is small gestures. So recently I was listening to a fabulous podcast episode on Nicole Lee's podcast, Inclusive Life. And the episode was titled Fat Phobia is a Social Justice Issue with Dana Sturtevant and Hillary Kinavy. Please forgive me if I am, uh, I don't like the word butcher, even though I just used it, pronouncing those names incorrectly. How about we stay graceful there? Anyway, So this podcast was so illuminating and I highly, highly recommend it. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. And one of the things that I loved was one of the guests said, you know, when there has been a breach of trust between you and your body, just like any other relationship, you don't just immediately go back to trusting that person. There is a time of learning how to reestablish trust. And so one of the things, one of the small gestures I make is when I am at the gym and I'm on the treadmill, I make it a conscious effort to turn off the arbitrary, ridiculous, machine-generated calorie count of what I've burned in my workout and to not look at it at the end either when they show me the the stats to just zoom right off of that sucker and run to get the disinfectant and move on with my life. And I used to do that 
because Virgo loves a metric. But the first time I consciously decided, you know what, body, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to measure the value of what you just did based on some number that has no idea who I am or what my body needs on any given day. I heard and felt this deep exhale in every one of my cells. And if I could describe that sensation in words, it would be, oh, I'm safe with this person. If I had a child and when I was a child, it never really fit for me as someone with a learning disability, a learning difference to take a standardized test. I would flunk and fail standardized tests every time because my kind of intelligence operated differently than the world of academics. And so similarly, I take the child of my body out of that standardized testing metric of calorie counting, BMI, these ways of measuring the body that I learned on the podcast, Nicole Lee's podcast, are very racist in their origins, white supremacist, and were developed by mathematicians for insurance companies that have no interest and no investment in health. And I could say a lot more about that, but I'm going to direct you straight to her podcast because it was so, so affirming. So that is one small gesture that I have noticed creates a deep exhale of trust and safety between myself and my body. The next gem is the willingness to be a beginner. So another book or resource that has really helped me trust my body is the book Intuitive Eating. And one of the principles of intuitive eating is honor your hunger. Intuitive eating is really based upon restoring the interception, which is our sense, our inner sense of feeling and sensation, such as the feeling of being hungry or being full, the feeling of needing to go to the bathroom or not, to restore our connection to the interception of our hunger cues instead of overriding them by the messages of outside sources and outside voices. And what was really interesting to me about this point is that the author talked about how many people who practice intuitive eating, it's not, you know, there's this belief that I'm out of control. If I trust my hunger, I'll be out of control. And, and what really kind of blew my mind is that, quote unquote, being out of control wouldn't happen were it not for a period of restriction that preceded that episode of, once again, quote unquote, feeling out of control. And when you feel out of control, the most typical way of handling that is, okay, I need to be more in control. So I need to go on a diet and that diet might be something formalized like a, you know, weight loss diet, or it might be masquerading. A diet masquerading is just healthy eating and portion control and all that kind of stuff. 
And so our relationship to food, our relationship to exercise, all of this is a very personal relationship. And this is an episode about body trust. So I encourage you to trust your body around all of these things instead of just an outside voice like my own. And so there are a lot of people who will say, oh, intuitive eating didn't work for me. But in the book, she talks about often what happens is that you never get through that honor your hunger phase where it's messy and where sometimes you do eat more than your appetite and you do mess up or, you know, it's just not perfect from the beginning. And of course it's not after a lifetime of interruption between you and that natural appetite. And what I've seen in my life as a result of practicing trust around this relationship is a restoration of appetite in all the areas of my life. My appetite for rest and sleep, my appetite for sex, honoring when I desire sex and when I don't desire sex, because I have a clear message from my body and I trust that message. My relationship to exercise has shifted. My relationship to spending money has shifted. You know, all of these areas of our lives where sometimes there can be this struggle of too much or not enough. This one simple practice has really, really impacted me. And so once again, if we use the metaphor of a child learning something new in school, I remember being so afraid to ask questions of my teachers because back then there were such things as stupid questions <laughs> and questions that would have you mocked and humiliated by students and teachers. And so I certainly didn't learn how to be smarter or learn better. I learned how to not ask and pretend I was okay. And so with your body, something that might help is just the simple affirmation of it's okay to mess up. It's all part of the process. We're going to keep going as we learn each other. There are no stupid questions here. And the final gem has to do with this instinctual relationship with your body, which is pausing to ask your body, what is it that you want in this moment? So what I find interesting is that a lot of my clients will desire a more trustworthy relationship with the body around these instinctual areas of life, such as food and eating, exercise, sex and sexuality, how much we work or don't work, how much we spend money, you know, our value system and getting and receiving, who to be in relationship with and how to be in relationship with that person. And once again, sometimes because our instincts have been so interfered with, you know, I just remember a lot of the ways I learned not to trust my body were in church and in school, having to sit up straight, having to kneel a certain way on the kneeler. I don't even know if there was a bathroom in our church. I mean, I'm sure there was in some location, but you didn't go to the bathroom during mass. Um, 
sitting in an uncomfortable desk for eight hours, you know, having the impulse to go to sleep as a child, I really struggled with being a night owl. And I would come home at the end of the day and I would just collapse in our recliner and fall asleep around food and eating. Sometimes what I would notice is, oh, it's 12 o'clock. I should eat lunch now. You know, that's what happens in school. And so whether I'm hungry or not, it's like it's lunchtime. What the hell time is that? You know, <laughs> lunchtime is when my body is hungry for food in the middle of the day. And I understand that we need structure and that routine can be really, really helpful in grounding the chaos of the human experience. But I think you understand what I'm getting at here is that often we don't even think to ask the body, what is it that you really, really want? And that is a practice that I do is when I'm standing in front of the refrigerator and I don't feel drawn to what's in there. If I need to go grocery shopping, I'll just ask my body. And it doesn't even matter if I can provide it in that moment or not. The listening is what matters and the delivery matters, of course, but When it comes to trusting the body and the messages of the body, the first charm on that bracelet is asking, what is it that you want? What is it that you need? What would you want if you could have anything right now? Just to ask, just to know. One of the lines that touches my heart from the song, We Can Do Hard Things, is to be loved, we need to be known. And something I love doing with my clients, we do this specific process in my coaching sessions around desire, when desire comes up. And something I love is getting to know what they want and what they don't want, but them sharing the vulnerability of the desire gives me more of them to love. And so those are our gems for today, my dears. And in conclusion, the same applies to you, my beloved listener. I would love to get to know more about you and the desires of your heart and where you come from and where you've been. And all of those details are asked of you in the come to your senses community survey. So pretty please with a cherry and with butterscotch sugar crystals on top, head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash community, or just visit the link below this episode and tell me everything. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. For coaching, classes, and community in creating a lifestyle of embodiment, head to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free video series on how to reduce anxiety and intercept the stress response through powerful, confident body language. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com confidence to watch your first video today.